Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. As mentioned in last week's episode on the power change condition, a condition being L. Ron Hubbard's term for an operating state of existence, while the power change formula is the laziest formula of them all and should be the easiest to apply, it gets routinely violated. Why? Well, I can only speculate as to why, but it might be because we are too smart for our own good. When inheriting a post or position that has been held successfully, what you are supposed to do is nothing. I remind you of what Mr. Hubbard says from the article we cited last week. This is from a book, Introduction to Ethics. And as I mentioned before, if you're interested in getting a copy of the book, you can write us here at Wise East US, info at wiseeastus.org. East is written out, E-A-S-T. Anyway, we'd be happy to, we don't sell a book particularly, but we can send you somewhere where you can buy the book, uh, refer you to somebody in other words. But in any case, from this book, I now quote the power change formula, at least in part. So Mr. Hubbard says here, what a song it is to inherit a successful pair of boots. There is nothing to it. Just step in the boots and don't bother to walk. So that's what happens. That's what you've got a power change. You're assuming a position. The person in power has moved on to a different position. You are now inheriting his boots. And here's the formula. He says, quote, power change. Don't change anything. You just sit around for a while. You know immediately that all of the pressure points in the organization are going to come to you at once. The fellow who had the position before you had all these pressure points, but he must have resisted them successfully because they still exist, see? So anybody wants anything signed that your predecessor didn't sign, don't sign it. That's an easy rule to follow, isn't it? This absolutely is the laziest position that anybody could ever occupy. And that's the only way it can be occupied, with total laziness. Don't do anything. L. Ron Hubbard. So that's, in essence, there's more to it. We covered it thoroughly in the last episode, which I think we call it how to look a gift horse in the mouth. In other words, how to blow it. But then we give the correct formula, power change formula. This week, we're going to tackle power change violation. Because it seems that most of us are much smarter than anybody else. And it seems we can't resist doing things, quote, better, end quote, than our predecessor and changing everything and thus violating the formula and crashing everything. You see this commonly with successful coaches in sports. You know, the, the uh, coach who built the dynasty retires after, you know, they're in their 70s. It takes a lot to get rid of these boys. They, they really love what they do, and they've created this machine and so on. And uh, so they retire, and the mantle is bequeathed to a new coach, younger coach, who now brings in all of his quote, modern methods, end quote, and blows apart the dynasty. If it's done successfully, now and again, you'll see this where the former coach has been grooving in his protege over a number of years. And if the protege is smart, 
When they take over, they do the power change violation formula instinctively or intentionally. They don't change anything. Uh, well, you know, old Coach Brown didn't do it this way, so we're going to just keep doing it the way old Coach Brown did it. And that built a dynasty for 20 years. We're going to just stick with it, you know. And that's a smart protege. And the dumb one, who is, of course, way smarter than Coach Brown ever was, immediately starts bringing in new techniques and new methods and just blows the whole thing apart. So that's a power change violation. And you don't want to do that. These conditions formulas that Mr. Hubbard discovered are not to be trifled with. You follow them because it's not that he developed them. It's that he discovered them. These are the formulas that operate in this universe. You might want to do this just for the hell of it. Violate a formula. Do it how you think you should do it or how you instinctively want to do it or intuitively want to do it. Just don't pay any attention to the formula and just do it any old way. Slap some sort of procedure together and uh, move forward and see what happens. Okay, don't do this with anything really critical. <laughs> do it with uh, your souffle recipe or something. I don't. I would not recommend doing this with your company necessarily, but it's worth violating the formulas in something minor just to see how truly part of the wolf and warp of this universe they are. You don't want to mess with these. You just follow the formulas brightly if possible, dully if necessary, but even dully followed, the formulas will work, okay? Anyway, we're tackling what you do in the event of violation of the power change formula. In other words, how do you put everything back together? Now, uh, I'll tell you something else. I've observed that some of us are so smart, we managed to create a violation of power change without even moving on to another point of power. In other words, another post. And just uh, we just brilliantly, quote-unquote, implement change that practically destroys our operation. I had a member who had such a stable, I've had many examples of this, but I had a member who had such a stable, powerful promotion line for their business that it, it just ran like clockwork for years and years and years and built them up into a power condition. The whole organization, the whole company was in a power condition. Then, at some point, the principals decided that the whole promotional program was outdated and you know, they were talked into a new, better, and more modern marketing approach. And uh, they just about killed their company. Their company is about one-tenth the size it used to be. And that was the main thing that they, they disconnected from, if you will. And this power change violation formula we're about to go over actually can solve these things. So it's, it's well worth paying attention to. This formula from Mr. Hubbard fixes all of that. And so it is a cure for being too smart for your own good. So again, this is from the same book, which is an introduction to ethics by Mr. Hubbard. He says, quote, a danger condition can be brought about by a violation of the power change condition. So we've covered several examples of that. huh? So Mr. Hubbard then goes into some examples in the book here of the heads of uh, divisions and organizations who took over and had a power change or were supposed to do the power change formula and didn't. So he goes on to say this, quote, Therefore, those who had a power change must apply the power change violation repair 
formula. Then he goes into the steps. Here's your first step. Mr. Hubbard's words. Number one, observe, question, and draw up a list of what was previously successful in your area or zone of control. So there's your first step. You want to observe, question, and draw up a list of what was previously successful in your area or zone of control. Now, I am going to give you a bit of a word of caution on this step. And what I've observed over the years in helping many, many members with this formula. And the first mistake you can make with this first step is to assume you already know what those actions are and don't bother to observe, question, like investigate. This is an investigation, man. If you've got a power change violation going on and you're crashing and you're in a danger condition, this is the time to start really observing, questioning, and drawing up a list of what was previously successful. Not to go around thinking, well, you know, I think it's this, or I think it's that, or, oh, hey, Joe, didn't we used to do, and then you pick one thing, right? He's talking about a list. You know, it, it, it's actually a very thoughtful process. It's an investigatory procedure. You're observing, you're digging in through old checkbooks to look, well, what were we paying for back then? I have uh, Uh, Checkbooks are a handy thing to observe, to check into, because then you can see, hey, what's this check you made out to Joe Schmo Marketing? uh, Oh, Joe Schmo Marketing. Oh, God, whatever happened to old Joe Schmo? Like, you know, if you look at the checks that were being written during your affluent periods or your power periods, and you look at, yeah, we used to have, gosh darn it, there's a vendor. Didn't we used to, what are these checks made out to WKOL, you know, this radio station? Oh, we had a radio show. Hi, I'm Sky Walker, program director of KXKL AM and FM in Denver, Cool 105. And our new jingles are too cool. Like, don't kid yourself, okay, that your recall is so magnificent or that you don't need a list that you can recall one thing and say, that must have been it. And then you sort of re-implement that without observing, questioning, and drawing up a list of what was previously successful in your area or zone of control. The whole formula, this whole formula that we're going over today is predicated on this first step. So if you don't do this properly and thoroughly, you're just going to blow it. A formula is, quote unquote, not going to work for you, and you're going to go, wow, you know, so much for that idea. No, you got to do the steps correctly and thoroughly and in sequence. All right, step two, observe and drop a list of all those things that were unsuccessful in your area in the past. Again, very important that you treat this as a research project, as an investigatory process where you're really looking into things like you know, and, and in this case, of course, you're looking at what's going on in present time. Like, what are we doing now? And are these things actually successful? Well, what were we doing before? Oh, okay. Well, uh, I guess the automated phone service where we didn't have a live person picking up the phone has not been that successful. You know, that's not what we did back then. We had live people answering the phone. We actually did quite a bit of drilling with them and training with them to make sure they answer the phone correctly. And now we've got the, okay, if you're interested in scheduling an appointment, press 1. If you want to ask 
the doctor to give you some money, press X and get lost, whatever it might be, right? These phone answering programs, I have yet to find one that anybody is eager to speak with, okay? Just ask yourself, do you like speaking to live people or do you rather talk to an AI-guided automaton? Hello? Incorrect. So anyway, I'm just, obviously I have a bit of a thing on this. I really think it's dumb. But nonetheless, this could be one of the things that you need to, you know, put on your list. These are the things that were unsuccessful in your area in the past. You know, maybe it's a bonus program for your salespeople. Yeah, we did a bonus program and it was it was a, a bust, you know, the, the one that we had. But I think even before that, we had one, didn't we have one that was pretty successful? What was the one that we had like back in, you know, 10 years ago that, you know, we had that whole affluence in sales. Anybody remember how that bonus program went together? So, you know, now you're looking for the unsuccessful ones and uh, helping you to isolate further more and more successful actions, right? So he says, step three, get the successful actions in. All right, good. We've done the two lists. We have the list of what's been successful, what's been unsuccessful. Step three, get the successful actions in. And he emphasizes in. Four, throw the unsuccessful actions out. Get rid of that bonus program. Get rid of that automated phone service. Get rid of that new marketing company. Get rid of this. Get rid of that. Like, that did not contribute. These are not successful actions. These are have been established now as unsuccessful actions. Now, you can't really do this properly if you're not willing to look and observe. Or if you have a, you already, quote unquote, know what it is. This is a very humble formula, okay? You got in trouble because you outsmarted yourself, all right? Don't continue to outsmart yourself. Be humble. Be willing to observe. Be willing to question. Be willing to dig. Be willing to not know anything. Because if you go in with the idea that you already know, you're not going to find anything new. And you're going to continue to struggle. Okay. So step three, get the successful actions in. Four, throw the unsuccessful actions out. Five, knock off. You're going to love this step because we all do this. Five, knock off frantically trying to cope or defend. No, 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 no. I really do know what I'm doing. No, 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 boss. I, I got this under control. No, 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 It's like this frantic trying to cope or defend. Like, God, I got to solve this. Got to solve this somehow. Otherwise, the boss is going to come back around and he's going to be really pissed this time. No. Just knock it off. Knock it off. Step back. You're doing these steps. You're observing. You're questioning. You're drawing up the list of the successful actions. You're drawing up a list of the unsuccessful actions. You're getting the successful actions in. You're getting the unsuccessful actions out. So when the boss comes by, you say, look, boss, this is what we're doing. We had all these successful actions. We've just done a very thorough analysis, and these are the successful ones, and we're getting these back in. And these dumb ones that we implemented, actually, some of them were your suggestions, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, don't do that to your boss. They may not appreciate it. But anyhow, these unsuccessful actions, boss, we're getting rid of those, right? Or if you're your own boss, you got to have this conversation with yourself. We're getting rid of that stuff. But Knock off frantically trying to cope or defend. Like, maybe we'll try this and maybe we'll try that. And let's hire another guy and, you know, let's fire all these people. And, you know, it's just frantic and you're trying to cope and you're trying to defend. Okay. Do it sensibly by doing the earlier steps. All right. Final step six sensibly get back in a working structure. 
You'll find this sixth step is actually quite natural as long as you've done step five. You're just going to go, wow, this is, oh yeah, this is working. This is, I remember this, the radio interviews that we used to do or the podcast we did or the, you know, this uh, magazine that we, a newsletter that we used to produce, you know, four or five years ago that we dropped out since and we've never quite recovered. And okay, I can see how this works now. And you just sensibly, okay, let's schedule this once a month that we're going to get this newsletter out and let's do the podcast once a week and let's make sure we do those interviews and let's get those success stories back in from the customers and patients and the positive reviews or whatever it is. You'll find that if you've done step five, step six, you know, that's the way these formulas work. They sort of flow from one to the next. So if you knock off your franticness and your cope, you'll tend to be a little more sensible about, oh yeah, you can be a bit more calmer about putting in the successful structure. Now, a couple of tips on that. Make sure you write this stuff down. huh? Like, what do you think of a human being that has no memory? You know, you meet them at a party and you say, you know, hello, uh, my name is uh, Joe Smith and, and what's yours? And I'm uh, Frank Jones. And so you come back around, you know, you go and get yourself a drink or a coffee or an hors d'oeuvre or something like that, come back to continue the conversation. And Frank turns around, looks at you blankly and introduces himself like he's never met you before. And you're kind of going, wait a second, I just met this guy 10 minutes ago. What's the problem? The guy has no memory. Well, and you might think, I think he's a bit nuts. Well, what do you think of an organization or company that has no memory? So, Once you've made up these lists, make sure you document them, you create files and folders for them, and you always have them available so you don't drop these successful actions out. Again, that's part of your working structure. You know, you're adopting policies, you're writing up directives and policies on how the company works, and these are the stalwart, reliable promotional actions. We're going to keep those in. We make a little program for them. Uh, You might want to review uh, the admin scale. Series that we did, there's a whole series on the admin scale where you can drop your goals and purposes and your policies and you can write your programs. This is part of putting in your working structure. You know, if you're a wise member, put in your model of admin know how, put in your organizing board, put in your, you know, your list of valuable final products and your statistics and so on. It's all part of putting in a working structure so that these things that you are now rediscovered as valuable and you're putting back in and those things you're discovering are not valuable and are actually unsuccessful, kicking them out, get this all documented as part of your new working structure and uh, lickety split. You should get yourself back into power in pretty short order. Of course, always apply these other formulas. You know, you don't want to neglect your affluence attainment formula, hard work, uh, in ethics and so on, all the, th- the various different things that we've covered earlier in this series. We're now coming to the last episode. I'm going to probably wrap this up. Maybe I'll do two, but we've been dwelling on the conditions for quite some time. We're getting a lot of positive feedback from you and uh, would appreciate you continuing to write us at info at wiseeastus.org or give us a like if you liked what you learned or leave us a comment. The feedback is, is incredibly important to us. It really is our pay for doing this frankly, and I've said this many times, and you might think that's just a public relations pitch, but it is true. It's very invigorating for us to uh, to get your positive feedback, and we certainly enjoy it, and it keeps us at it. 
So uh, by all means, write us or leave a comment. And we are going to very shortly here probably do uh, the next episode is going to be actually a review episode on probably one of the most important episodes we ever did, which is on the third dynamic power formula. So stay tuned for that and listen to it. Even if you listened to it before, I recommend listening to it again. It is uh, arguably one of the most important episodes we ever did. And we're going to bring it back for you as a review episode. And then I probably will record one more as a summary of everything that we've covered. But in the meanwhile, hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, we certainly look forward to hearing from you. And we will talk again next week. Thank you for listening.